From Project 1000 Studios here in St. Louis, Missouri. Guys, if you have or are sleeping on Project 1000, man, you've got to, got to, got to get your finances in order. And it's one of the best programs on the planet to help you do just that. We include debt elimination as one of our core uh, fundamental teachings. We include uh, investment strategies. We include cash flow management. We also include now do-it-yourself credit restoration with professional assistance, meaning you will have the templates and everything that you need to send to the credit bureaus to get your credit right, man. Give me a thumbs up if you can appreciate a 750 credit score and if you can appreciate the knowledge on how to go out and get it done yourself, right? Some of these credit restoration places will charge you $500 to $1,500 to do some simple things that you can do yourself. We're literally peeling back the curtains and letting you see exactly what you can do to get your credit restored on your own. And then you have professional assistance along the way. So if you want more about, uh, learn more about Project 1000, you can uh, text the word Project 1000 to 314-874-6887, or you can comment Project 1000 uh, in the comment stream, or you can inbox me or go to the website. Either way, uh, I get you some additional information on uh, Project 1000 and how it can help you build multi, multi, multi generational wealth uh, if that is something that you strongly desire, right? So today, today's episode, we're talking about generational curses. And the simple fact is, guys, they will end when we end them. <laughs> Generational curses will end when we end them. So do me a huge favor. You're checking us out on YouTube. Then I want you to go ahead and uh, subscribe to the channel if you have not already subscribed. And then I want you to also go ahead and hit the, um, grab the link and share it on your favorite social media platform, whether it's LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, wherever you like to share links uh, with your your friends when you see something positive or something good that you want them to uh, check out, then do that huge favor for me. Same way with you guys on Facebook. Go ahead and like uh, or share the stream. I appreciate the thumbs up. The thumbs up are important because uh, it tells Facebook that we have some quality content going on. And as long as they know there's quality content going on, they will push it out in front of more and more and more 
people and we can help serve more people when you share the stream and go ahead and share it with someone that you know is dealing with generational curses right now you might want to drop this in their inbox you might want to tag them in the comments so they can come on over and check us out this morning uh, i would certainly certainly appreciate that guys now just in case you stumble upon the show on accident, i like to let you know exactly who this show is for. This show is for risers and grinders, man. If you're ready to get up, get out, and get something this morning, then this is your show. If you are the type of person that is about building a legacy for your family, then this is your show. If you're trying to make sure your children's 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 children will be proud to bear your name, then this, my friend, is your show. If you know deep down inside you can be a better person, you can acquire wealth, you can have peace and prosperity in your life, but maybe you need a game plan, maybe you need some strategies, maybe you need some tips, maybe you need a coach, a mentor, maybe you need a different community of associates to hang with, uh, this is your show, man, because we try to bring that each and every morning to uplift, enlighten, encourage, and give you uh, the push, the motivation, everything that you need to take your life to another level. If that is you, then this is your show. Now, on the other hand, who is the show not for, man? If you are the type of person that can't stand the word money, you think capitalism is evil, you think wealthy people are jerks, then I promise you this ain't your show, man, because I promise I'm probably going to say the word money uh, probably three or four hundred more times before the end of this show. Uh, so if that's your problem, then this is not your show. Maybe you want to tune out now. Um, if you're the type of person that are sitting back waiting on Donald Trump to fix the economy instead of focusing on your economy, this show ain't for you, man. Listen, we are a group of actioneers, right? According to uh, my man, uh, uh, Michael Roberts, you gotta be an actioneer. You gotta be taking action every day to make sure that you are putting yourself in a better position, right? See, you can wait on Donald Trump to fix the economy, but what's going on in your economy, right? We're all about your personal financial success. And that's what this thing is all about. So if that's you, you can exit stage left. We won't miss you. But let me be clear about something. I don't have a problem with you not wanting to be wealthy. That's cool with me if it's cool with you. <laughs> my problem is when you have a problem with me wanting to be wealthy, don't let my aspirations rub you the wrong way, right? If you've never seen a future billionaire before, I want you to take a screenshot because you're looking at one right now and watch me work. Now, one thing about watching me work, though, is if you're watching me build my empire, chances are you're not working on your own. What I advise you to do or encourage you to do is to get in the game with me and start building your own empire. And let's race to a billion together. And maybe we both fail miserably. Right. But if you're aiming for a billion and you fail miserably, you could probably still land on a couple million. Right. <laughs> You could probably land on a hundred million if you start shooting for a billion and you fail miserably. You could probably still land on a hundred million, man. That's why you got to set your goals really, really high. So if that's you, you can exit stage left. But one thing you got to understand is there's not a single billionaire on this planet that has ever gotten there without helping to create other billionaires, without helping to create other mega millionaires, deca millionaires, millionaires strong six-figure earners. Guys, let's do this thing together. That's why I come before you each and every morning to share with you uh, some lectures that I am giving to myself 
I just let you guys listen in on my thought process. So appreciate you guys for tuning in. Guys, we're talking about generational curses. Today's show is brought to you by Solid Foundation Athletic Academy. It is a high intensity training academy for young athletes. If you are in the St. Louis area and you have young athletes that literally want to take their game to the next level, then you want to start getting them trained uh, at the next level as well. And let me say this. It's also a place to take your kid who is full of games and, and they keep talking about what they want to do. You bring them to Solid Foundation, they will learn really quickly what it takes to really compete at a high level. And that my, I, we probably can help make that decision a little easier for you. Uh, if you bring them to one of our sessions, because we really uh, work the kids really, really hard. We train middle school and high school kids at a college physical training level so that they can get a taste of what they're in for if they want to pursue sports at a high level. Uh, and then we teach them how to train themselves more importantly. So you can reach us at SilentFoundationAthletics.com. You can go to our fan page at Silent Foundation Athletic Academy or give us a call to get more information on our one-month, three-month, and six-month memberships at 314-874-6887. Silent Foundation Athletic Academy, train like a pro. All right. So let's get into this thing, man. Because, I, I mean, when, when it comes to, to this, man, this is one of those things that eh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little apprehensive about sharing my thoughts on this uh, because I don't want you guys to judge me. I want you guys to still love me when it's over. But I, I've got to I've got to keep it 100, as young folks say. Right? I got to keep it 100. We're talking about generational curses. So I just looked up a quick basic generation. It says a generational curse is basically a defilement that was passed down from one generation to another. And that was more of a biblical uh, a, a definition. But usually when we talk about generational curses, we're talking about those things that uh, our parents did and now we do the same thing. Those things that our grandparents did, we do the same thing. And, and when we talk about them from a curse perspective, then naturally we're talking about them from a negative standpoint, a negative sense. So if your father, if your father uh, was an alcoholic, then if you become an alcoholic, then people will say that's a generational curse, right? So that's what we're talking about this morning we're talking about those generational curses and we're talking about the fact that if we ever want them to end guys we have the power to end them period generational curses will end when we end them now i'm not sitting here proclaiming that it's an easy task but I am proclaiming with all boldness and authority that it can be done if we decide to do them. But here's one of the main problems that we have with dealing with systemic, uh, systematic uh, uh, oppression, systematic uh, 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 behaviors and things of that nature. We tend to talk about them in a certain way that gives them power and authority right 
So think about the last time you heard somebody mention the term generational curse. I want you to think about the last time you heard somebody mention the word generational curse or the phrase generational curse. When they said it, didn't they say it as if they had no power over it? Didn't they say it as if that's just something that's set in stone, that's just the way it's going to be, and that's it, period? That's what we're dealing with here. When, we, when, we, when people mention generational curses, they're generally talking about it from a standpoint as if, I'm throwing my hands up. Oh, it's a generational curse. Oh, that's just the way it is. That's kind of how we approach these things as if we are powerless. And the funny thing is, I hear this most coming from Christian men and women. Now, I don't know what everybody believes here who are on the stream, but if you're a Christian, it is what it is, big bro. Yes, people people say it as if they can't do anything about it. It is what it is. If you're a Christian on this line, then as a Christian, we're taught that greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. We're taught that we are overcomers. So when I hear Christians talking about generational curses as if that is the end all be all, I have to honestly question what they believe. I have to honestly question whether or not they believe or read the same book that I read. And and, and that's not to uh, be judgmental, uh, but it's if you believe that you can do all things, you believe that greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world, then a generational curse is, is, is a small problem for a giant, right? But we're going to talk about things that we could do proactively to deal with generational curses. But let me say this, as we're speaking of Christians, right? <laughs> uh, first and foremost, everything ain't a generational curse. <laughs> Let's just get that on the table and get that out right now. Everything ain't a generational curse, man. Stop it. <laughs> right. First and foremost. Secondly, uh, everything ain't the devil either, man. We, 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 we are so see, see when you start to when you when you start to do uh, when, when you start to look at things from from that 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 perspective and, and you start to give things this mystical characteristic or you give them this mystical uh, 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 power then you start to think that there's nothing you can do about it so I, I, I the greatest if, if the greatest trick the devil, the devil ever pulled is making you believe that he doesn't exist, if that's the greatest trick he ever pulled, then the second greatest trick he ever pulled is making you believe that he's got his hands in everything. See, I'm going to say that again. If the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was making you think he doesn't exist, or convincing the world that he doesn't exist, then the second greatest trick that he's ever pulled is making you believe that he's got his hands in everything. Every little snafu that goes on in your life ain't the devil, man. 
It ain't the devil. <laughs> Stop it. So, so, so every time something goes wrong, you every you're not under attack by Satan's and his minions all the time, man. Because some of you guys ain't doing too much with your life to make to make him worthy of attacking you. Because you ain't you ain't doing nothing. You ain't helping nobody. Uh, uh, you you ain't trying to in, improve uh, your situation. You ain't trying to share the word with God with nobody. Stop it. So what tends to happen is when we go to that place and we when we start to place blame, it's the same thing that happens when we blame other people. When you're placing blame on Satan, on spirits, on whoever, then you take yourself as a part, uh, a participant in your circumstances. You're taking yourself out of the equation. And if you take yourself out of the equation as a participant in your current reality, then you take yourself out of the equation as a participant in the resolution of overcoming and changing your current reality. Right. So. In order to overcome. The first thing you have to do first and foremost, is you have to acknowledge that it exists to begin with. And I'm talking, I'm not talking about the little things. I'm talking about real life generational curses, right? And we know that poverty is one of those, right? But at the same time, we know the reason that we're in poverty is because we're not doing anything different from the generation above us. So, yes, they may have passed down a certain generational curse, but it, like I said, it ends when we end it, right? So you start with acknowledging that, yes, there are some bad habits that have been passed down from my parents and maybe even my grandparents down to me. But the minute you acknowledge a problem, you then have the opportunity to solve for that problem. First, you acknowledge the problem, right? Knowledge, say to yourself that, hey, my parents drank themselves into a coma. My grandparents drank themselves into a coma. Even my great-grandparents drank themselves into a coma. And now I'm starting to drink more and more every day. So. You can acknowledge that, yes, those habits and those tendencies to deal with your problems through the bottle of alcohol are very, very real. I'm not saying that a generational curse is not real. I'm saying everything ain't a generational curse. But when you see or you're dealing with one, first thing you have to do is acknowledge that you are in the midst of a generational curse. Right. That's the first thing that you have to do. Now, before we get into number two and number three, uh, 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 the second thing and the third thing and how to actually do implement a few steps to help you overcome them. It is 20 after the hour, which means it is time for our daily proverb. Today's daily proverb says this. The wages of a king is gold. The wages of an owner is silver. The wages of a slave is debt. The wages of a king is gold. The wages of an owner is silver. 
The wages of a slave is debt. Where are you on that scale? Are you a king? Are you an owner? Or are you a slave? That came from the movie Black Friday Remix. If you guys haven't checked out that documentary, man, it's a powerful, powerful doc documentary on what we do with our money and where we are financially and some of the reasons that we are in these places and gave some practical solutions and strategies on how to overcome uh, some of our challenges as it relates to our financial situation. The wages of a king is gold. The wages of an owner is silver. The wages of a slave is debt. Again, from the movie Black Friday. And today's Daily Proverbs brought to you by the Black Real Estate School. Guys, if you want to learn how to flip houses, if you want to learn how to acquire multifamily units, if you want to learn how to buy foreclosures, if you want to learn how to wholesale, if you want to learn how to acquire tax lanes, then go to blackrealestate.financialhealthmentor.com to learn more about the Black Real Estate School. My man, Andre Hatchett, is a, uh, an astounding real estate investor himself, but he's also partnered with a lot of real estate investors that teach these classes on all of these different ways that you can literally invest in real estate and start building a strong real estate portfolio in whichever area interests you or that you want to focus on. He brings experts in that can help you. Again, that's blackrealestate.financialhealthmentor.com if you want to learn more about investing in real estate from people who are actually doing it and not people who are just talking about it right so we're talking about the number one thing that you have to do if you're talking about breaking generational curses you first have to acknowledge that you uh, uh that there is an issue right second thing you have to do is you have to seek the source what is the true source of that generational curse so we talk about alcohol because that's that's one that that we we hear a lot about um poverty is another one but when we're dealing with people who have the sickness of, of alcoholism, right? A lot of times you have to seek the source of why alcohol is important to them, why, why alcohol is important and the source of that curse. A lot of times it is people dealing with emotional baggage, so they drink and they teach their children indirectly sometimes, sometimes directly, the way to deal with their emotional baggage is through alcohol, right? So you have to figure out the source. So if the source is basically dealing with emotional baggage, then I know that's the source. And my parents dealt with emotional baggage by drinking. I'm going to deal with emotional baggage in a different way. And that's how you end the generational curse. When you understand the root cause of a thing, you can really get to the problem. See, I want you to think about it from this perspective. When you go into the doctor and you might be going in with some heart problems, you might be feeling some pain, some stiffness in your chest, right? They're going to ask you to fill out a questionnaire and they're going to ask you if your parents had all of these conditions and they want to determine whether or not uh, your issues are what they call hereditary. See, the generational curses uh, is in the spiritual realm is the same thing as hereditary uh, uh, things in the physical realm and the medical realm. But let me tell you something about what hereditary really means. And this, and, and they won't tell you this when you go to the doctor. They want you to believe that you have an illness that was just passed down by your parents and there's nothing you can do about it. 
You know what hereditary really means? It means I have heart trouble, not because of something going on in my DNA. It means I have high cholesterol, not because my mom had high cholesterol and she passed it to me in my DNA and there's nothing I can do about it. I have high cholesterol because I eat the same way my mom does. I cook the same foods. I have the same level of activity that my mom does. I don't exercise. She doesn't exercise. I don't exercise. I live in the same environment that my mom does. I'm under the same amount of stress that my mom has. See, it's not in the DNA. It's in the lifestyle. Nobody's telling you that. You know why? Because I can fix my lifestyle issues by changing my lifestyle and I won't need any medicine to do it. But if you believe that it is in your DNA, then you'll believe that you have to take medicine for the rest of your life to fix some of these problems. Well, guess what? When it comes to the spiritual realm, the the, the, the brain doctors, the emotional doctors, the psychological doctors are in the same category. Oh, that's a generational curse. So I want you to believe that this is something passed down by your family and it's in your DNA and there's nothing you can do about it outside of taking this medicine, outside of coming to my office to see me once or twice a week at $75, $150 per hour, those sorts of things. Guys, generational curses will end when we end them. But you have to first acknowledge there is a problem and then you have to get to the root cause of the problem. Right. If you're, you're, you're if domestic violence is uh, one of the generational curses that you have to deal with, you have to get to the root cause that's making you violent. Chances are that's not something that's in your DNA. That makes you want to put your hands on somebody right there are some underlying issues that may be going on with you emotionally psychologically right because of the environment that you're in and because of the things that you have gone through in your life that you never deal with so you got to understand breaking generational curses start with acknowledgement and then you have to seek the root cause Right. Three things that you have to do in order to break generational curses, man. Right. Once you identify the root cause, you acknowledge it. See, see, when we're talking about generational curses, we're talking about doing things in a certain way. Uh, so here's another generational curse. Black people are 100 percent consumers and zero percent producers. Uh, but then let's let's go back. Let's look at that. What is the root cause of that? Right. What is the root cause of that? The root cause of our consumption habits, in my opinion, come from self-hate. Right. See, when you don't feel good about yourselves, then you like to spend money on things that you are taught that will make you feel good about yourself. When you look at a commercial for a new car, the commercial for the new car tells you nothing about the benefits or the features of the car. The commercial tells you about how good you're going to feel when you buy the new car. And why do you need to feel good? Because obviously you don't you don't have the right level of self-esteem. Right. So as a result, you buy junk to mask the 
real problems that we're having and those problems are in the area of self-hate right those problems are in the area of being excluded for our entire lives to now trying to figure out how we can become included so we feel that the only way to be included is to amass a bunch of material things so that we can be like mainstream society but let me tell you something about mainstream society Every other culture has been accepted into mainstream society, not by imitating mainstream society. Every other culture has been accepted into mainstream society by not imitating mainstream society. Why do we go to Chinese restaurants? Because we want a piece of the Chinese culture. When I go to an East Indian restaurant, I'm not going to an East Indian restaurant to get American food. When I go into an East Indian store that sells their apparel, I'm not going to get a t-shirt and a ball cap. I'm going to get a piece of their culture. As black people, we have to understand that we have to develop our own culture and stand in that and be proud of that and be okay with that. And then the world will accept us from being who we are as part of our cultural differences. And we can be okay with that. And then we can really, truly start to build. That's the problem that we are having uh, as a community of people is our, our assimilation issues. Our assimilation issues. So we've got to fix those issues and say, you know what? I am that I am. And I'm cool with that. And this is what my culture, these are the things that I like and these, and I'm okay with that. See, when, when, when the white community comes into the black community on the rare occasions that they do, and they come to get soul food, why are they coming? Because they want a piece of our culture. But we're going through everything to break down our culture and disassociate ourselves from our culture and our culture is who, what, what is making us who we are, right? So the, the, the consumerism deal, we will continue to deal with that as long as we're continuing to try to run away from our culture. We have to be okay with the unique and distinct, uh, uh, unique distinction that we bring to the marketplace. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. So in order to break generational curses, you have to number one, acknowledge there's a curse. You have to two, you have to seek the source because you can't deal with a problem. You can treat symptoms for your entire life. If you never get to the root cause of the problem, you will always have that problem. Right. You will always have that problem. Right. So what do you do to really start to bust down and break down generational curses? Right. First of all, you have to understand that the words that you speak give life or death to a thing. The words that you speak give life or death to a thing. Again, as we talked about in the beginning of the show, when you hear people talk about generational curses, they give the generational curse life because they talk about it in a certain light. They talk about it in a certain way that, that they, they talk about it from a point of powerlessness, right? They talk about generational curses 
from a position that I am weak and helpless to do anything about this. So therefore, you're giving it power over you. Right? When you acknowledge something that a, 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 a problem that you have, you also by default acknowledge the role that you played in creating the problem or that condition. When you acknowledge a role or the, the, the part that you played in that condition, then you also acknowledge or 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 responsibility that you have to play in getting out. See, when we say there's a generational curse or when we say, man, the devil is kicking my butt or when we say, uh, Satan, I'm under attack and we start creating this illusion of this mystical being that we can't defeat. And as we start creating this big and grandiose mystical being, then we are looking at ourselves as mere humans. And now we're defeating something that's supernatural from a natural perspective. But when you get to the root cause and you, uh, you, you acknowledge and you get to the root cause, then you can look at a problem eye to eye and say, you know what? Yes, my father drank himself into a coma. Yes, my mother drank herself into a coma. Yes, my mother was extremely promiscuous. So now she's passed it down to me. Okay, now you have to start thinking about, okay, Here's the root cause. My mom did certain things. She did X, Y, and Z. My dad did X, Y, and Z because this is how they dealt with problems. I have some of the similar problems that my parents have because they raised me. But I can get rid of some of those similar problems or I can choose to deal with those problems in a different way thus breaking the generational curse. But if you believe that the generational curse is being handed down through some supernatural force, as a natural being, you start to feel helpless at, about doing anything about it. You start to feel helpless that you can make any real impact, that you can make any real change, right? That's what we've got to fix. That's what we've got to fix that you have more power than you give yourself credit for, right? It's the same thing. So, so just like some of us will say that it's the devil all the time, it's all the time it's the devil, some of us will not make a move unless we don't get a clear, concise sign from God. So on one side, I can't overcome my challenges because the supernatural being of the devil is, is overpowering my natural flesh. And then on the other hand, I can't do anything about my problems because now I'm waiting on God to, to come down and have a face-to-face -face encounter with me and tell me exactly what I need to do in order to overcome this challenge. And I'm here to tell y'all right now today, man, God is giving you everything that you will ever need in order to uh, fulfill your purpose on this planet. See, when I pray, I don't even ask for anything. I pray for thanks. I pray and give thanks and praise because I know he's already given me everything that he's going to give me in order. If, 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 see, see, the book I read tells me 
that he knew me before the creation of the earth. The book I read tells me that before the foundation of the world, he had a purpose for me. And if he had a purpose for me, that means he put that purpose in me before I was even created so that when I was created, everything that I need to fulfill that purpose is already within. So sometimes we have to just own what we've done to cause the storms in our lives and know that it's going to be us through the strength that he gives us to deal with the problems, to move forward and walk it out, man. To walk it out. We've got to understand the power that we have to break these generational curses to begin with. First and foremost, we got to look at every, everything ain't a generational curse, man. We can cut that out, but some of those things are actual strongholds. But you know how they become strongholds? It's because of the way we think about them and because of the way we speak about them. We're giving them a power and authority over us. So we have to stop speaking to things or speaking about things. So whenever you say that something is the devil, you now you're saying that now I've got to have a supernatural encounter from God in order to uh, defeat this devil. But when I say, man, I'm in this situation because I made the wrong decision. I'm in this situation because I didn't follow my intuition. I'm in this situation because I allowed somebody to mistreat me or whatever the case is. Now, when you throw I in there through the strength and the power that God is going to give you, the I knows that you can take direct steps to overcome. But when you keep talking about your problems like they're bigger than life, then they become bigger than life and you do nothing about them. Because you start to get in a, a position where you feel powerless and the only thing that you're going to do or all the only way that you're going to overcome is if you get a supernatural blessing from God. And I get the feeling that God is looking down saying, my son, my daughter, my child. You have everything within you to overcome this minuscule hurdle in your life. But you won't even get up and make an attempt to overcome it. I've shown you the strength that you have within within you by helping you, but by, by revealing to you that strength when you overcame the last hurdle. And now you come to another hurdle and now you had a dead stop again when you just we just demonstrated the power that you have within you to overcome over the last hurdle. When you got through the last storm, how quickly do we forget? So if your goal is to break generational curses, then number one, acknowledge it. Number two, seek out the root cause. Number three, watch your words and how you address the issue. Are you making the issue bigger than life? Are you making the issue bigger than your power to overcome it? Are you making the issue, uh, uh, are you blaming somebody else from the issue? Because when you blame somebody else for causing the issue, then that means you're going to, by default and subconsciously, wait on somebody else to fix the issue for you instead of fixing it yourself. If you're blaming others, for causing the problem, then chances are you're going to sit tight until somebody comes and rescues you. 
But if you take responsibility for causing the problem, then it's almost magical how you will find the resolve within yourself to take the action steps to fix the problem. And guess what? When you start taking the action steps, what God said is when you take the steps, he will order them. So he will give you the next step. He will point out, he will start to illuminate your path. So you see which road to go down to continue to overcome this challenge. But when you don't, acknowledge your role in the current conditions, then you're at a loss, right? Second thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to change your environment. See, just like when we talked about the health issue and we talked about, uh, uh, I have diabetes, my mom had diabetes, my dad had diabetes, my grandma and my grandparents had diabetes. Diabetes ain't in your genes, man. So when you listen to the doctor talking about these are genetic, no, stop it. It's no such thing, man. In fact, do you guys realize that no disease exists outside the body? Heart disease, where is heart disease only but found inside the body? So that means there are some internal things that are going on that's causing the heart to malfunction in a way that is not functioning as a normal heart would. Diabetes doesn't exist outside the body. That means there are some internal things going on that's causing a disorder from the inside out. And it's not genetic, man. You got diabetes because your parents had diabetes, because their parents, grandparents had diabetes, because you all live the same lifestyle. You all eat the same foods. You all have limited activities. Stop it. It's, it that's why you got diabetes. You can take two kids born of the same parents and and the reason they say that that one person got it and the other person didn't is oh well well that gene didn't get turned on in that person you know why that gene didn't get turned on that person because that person is living a different lifestyle so you think about the people who are living under mom's roof and this is how they live and they start getting some of the same diseases sicknesses and illnesses because they're living with mom right now and then the other person who moved away from home they're living a different lifestyle they're more active they 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 exercise they eat different and they don't have the issues that mom and dad have same genetics but they're not living the same lifestyle so same thing happens with these so-called generational curses change your environment see sometimes most of the so, so when you have these negative patterns like drinking you have these negative negative patterns like promiscuity you have these negative patterns like violence because the environment that you're living in is the same that your parents lived in and they taught you how to deal with situations and conditions the same way they dealt with situations and conditions so now you're thinking generational curse when it's just the environment the environment that you're living in is creating the same amount of stress that it created for your parents. Your parents learned one way to deal with stress and they only taught you one way to deal with stress. So you may be dealing with stress through promiscuity. You may be dealing with stress through violence, through outlashing, through verbally attacking people. You might be dealing with stress through alcohol. You might be dealing with stress 
through pills because that's how your parents taught you how to deal with stress because they raised you in the same stressful environment that they grew up in. How about you change your environment? The stress level changes and you don't have to deal with stress the same way that they do because it's not the same level of stress. So if you understand that there is an issue, you get to the root cause of the issue, you change the way that you talk about the issue, right? Now, let me let me be clear about this. Because sometimes we 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 want to we, we know that words are seeds, we know that words are power, but we sometimes we talk, 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 talk with no action. And we think things are gonna go away if we just talk, 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 talk. All right. There's a passage in the Bible that talks about uh, uh, um, if you say to the mountain and you have the faith to tell the mountain to move, then the mountain will move. Right. But there's going to be some action there. You have to have an active faith behind those words. So when you have an active faith behind those words, as you're speaking those words, you're going to follow those words up with certain actions. So you can't just talk. Then you have to move. Right. So you might have to change your environment. It might be the environment that's causing the deals and not just the uh, 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 the generational curse. Right. So it's 46 after the hour. Let me give you my book excerpt of the day. Today, uh, we're still in the art of dealing with people, man. This is a neat little book, man. Neat, neat, neat little book. Uh, so it's a short passage, but it's a good one. And we're talking about this. This relates to what we're, we're talking about, and what we're going through today. If you are on good terms with yourself. You are you are on good terms with others. Once a person begins to like themselves better then they are able to like others better. Once they get over their painful dissatisfaction with themselves. They are less critical and more tolerant of others. This is what we're talking about. The way you see yourself is critically important. And when you don't like yourself, chances are you become unlikable and you start disliking others around you. If you are on good terms with yourself, you are on good terms with others. Once a person begins to like themselves better, then they are able to like others better. Once they get over their painful dissatisfaction with themselves, they are less critical and more tolerant of others. Again, the art of dealing with people by Les Giblins is where this is coming from today. Right? What do you see when you look in the mirror? And you've got to get to this place first a lot of times we try to see ourselves as others see us. And that's causing a, a, a major problem in who we really are and what we see. When you become the person you see in the mirror, and if you don't like that person and you start to change, you change that person in the mirror first and you become a different person, then you will start to see the world differently and the world will start to see you differently. And when you see the world differently, you react to it differently. And when the world sees you differently, it reacts to you differently. Give you an example. You can take the homeboy off the streets or the corner 
with his cornrows, with his pants sagging, and, and his baggy t-shirts, his baggy jeans, his Tim boots, right? And you can put him in the community, in any community, and watch how people react to him because they have a certain perception of who this guy is based on what he has on. You can take that same guy, put him in a three-piece suit with a nice tie, some nice shoes, nice watch, and put him into the environment. And I promise you, people will react to him differently. And when people are reacting to him differently, it requires or, or almost uh, without thinking about it, it makes him react to people differently. So you got to look at changing. So today's daily book excerpt was brought to you by Young Biz Kids. Young Biz Kids is a nonprofit organization that teaches entrepreneurship and money principles to our babies starting as young as seven years old. Go to their page, Young Biz Kids, on Facebook. Be on the lookout for their online classes. While they're based here in St. Louis and they teach about 20 to 30 kids here in the St. Louis area, they're opening up their online classes so they can teach kids all over the world with their first online class coming up March the 21st. So that is just next week. So you guys can plug in and learn more about Young Biz Kids, right? Go to their website, youngbizkids.org. And you can also uh, give them a donation if you feel the, the, the move or the spirit in your heart to donate to a worthy cause. That is a worthy cause, teaching entrepreneurship to our children. Again, that's youngbizkids.org, and that's kids with a Z. So Y-O-U-N-G-B-I-Z-K-I-D-Z dot O-R-G. All right. So last but not least, when we're talking about positioning ourselves to overcome the challenges of generational curses, you may have to change your associations. You may have to change your associations. See, some of the generational curses are, 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 are being repeated because we attract and we hang out and we, 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 we live around the same types of people that never challenge our thinking. They never uh, expand our thought process. We're just around the same types of people, right? So think about this, this, this deeply. You grow up in the projects. Everybody around you in our projects. So when you, uh, uh, your friends are likely going to be friends from the projects. So you see how that 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 environment is going to create and continue to perpetuate the exact same thought process forever until somebody goes outside of the projects and makes some friends that will challenge their thought process. Somebody goes outside the projects and starts seeing some other things that this world has to offer. Right. And then it becomes extremely dangerous because now when you get outside of that bubble and you see the world for what it really is and what it can do for you, then you come back to the projects. But you're coming back to everybody else who has the same thought process. Now you have a different thought process. Two things can happen. They're going to one, think you're crazy. And they're going to one, either convert your thought process back or you're going to have to get out of there because you at the one percent is not going to change the opinions of the ninety nine percent. So you got to change your environment sometimes in order to break these generational curses. It's extremely difficult for a crackhead to stop smoking crack when he lives in a crack house. 
Y'all understand that? It's extremely difficult for the crackhead to stop smoking crack when he lives in the crack house. Now, it's difficult to stop smoking crack, just period. But if you're going to be the one out of 25 people in the house where everybody else is smoking crack and you're trying to stop, you got to get out of that environment to even stand a chance. To even stand a chance, you have to change your associations and get out of that environment, period. So if we start to understand that generational curses are not something that is passed down in our genes, in our genetics, uh, through hereditary traits and things of that nature, but it's more so passed down through lifestyle traits, then we can we can better deal with them. See, generational curses come from lifestyle. Disease come from lifestyle. So just like in the world of medicine, I, I, I don't buy into the, the genetics. See, See what, what, what science now knows and probably have known all this time, but they're not saying there's, there's genetics and then there's something called epigenetics. Epigenetics is the precursor to your genetic disposition. So it basically says if you put certain genes in a certain environment, here's how we can predict that they're going to respond. I can put certain genes in a certain environment and I can predict that the diabetes trigger is going to be triggered. But I'm not genetically prone to diabetes unless a certain set of conditions are met uh, 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 or a precursor to my genes being introduced into a certain environment. Same thing with these, these generational curses. I'm not cursed generationally just because I was born to a man who drinks alcohol. But if I'm born to a man who drinks alcohol and I come up in the same environment, in the same conditions, around the same people that he is, now that epigenetics or, or that, that predisposition to me being exposed to somebody who is uh, uh, drinking all the time, now I'm more likely to solve my problems through a bottle the same way he does but it's not automatic. We talk about generational curses as if they're automatic. No, you have to have uh, that, that, that genetic disposition exists in us all to want to deal with our problems in a certain way. But when we are born of a certain uh, 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 genotype and then we are raised in the same conditions as that genotype, then we are likely to be replications of that genotype. But if we were born of a certain genotype, my father's alcoholic, I was born to alcoholic, my mother was alcoholic, I was born to alcoholic, but I was raised in a family that has a disdain towards solving problems with alcohol, chances are I'm not going to become an alcoholic even though I was born by two alcoholics. So that's called your epigenetics. The conditions that you bring certain genetic dispositions into will help set off the triggers. But if you change the environment, you change the the pre uh, the, 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 the the preconditions, so to speak, then you can manipulate those actual uh, 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 curses that we call generational curses. So if you didn't get anything else from me today, one thing I want you to get 
everything ain't a generational curse, man. Some things are just mere issues that you created that you have to deal with. Some things are harder to deal with because you have that genetic predisposition and you're being brought up or you were raised in the environment that helped trigger certain genetic behavior or certain behaviors that come from that genetic predisposition. But you can change that by changing the environment, changing the associations, changing the way you believe, which changes the way you think, which changes the way you speak. And the way you speak changes the action that follow the words that come out of your mouth. The actions that follow the words that come out of your mouth create certain habits. And certain habits determine your character and your character is the precursor to your destiny. So we have the power. Generational curses will end when we end them. But it first starts with us. Stop looking at them like they're insurmountable. When you talk and speak and create a problem that is a problem and you speak of it as it as if it is uh, uh, cannot be defeated, then you, you'll never defeat it. You'll never defeat it. When you speak to that problem only in words and you don't follow those words up in actions, you'll never defeat the problem. You, you can say move that mountain, move that mountain, move that mountain. But you got to do some things in order to get that mountain to move to. So generational curses will end when we end them. We have to take a proactive approach. Stop looking at everything as bigger than life. Stop blaming the devil for everything because everything ain't the devil. Sometimes you the devil. Sometimes you the devil. You have to take responsibility for the role that you play in the conditions that you're currently living in. First within, then without. We learned that a couple of weeks ago when we did our mental law series, uh, the law of correspondence. Everything that you see in your external world is a direct reflection of the things that are going on inside you. So to end generational curses is an inside job. It's an inside job, right? Stop waiting on God to come down and have a face-to-face -face with you to get you where you need to be. He's giving you everything that you need to overcome any challenge that you're going to be faced with because he's not going to put on you more than you can bear. And if you face the challenge and know that you're responsible for getting through it with as he strengthens, as he quickens you, then you know that you have the strength to get through it. When you get through it and you come out on the other side, you know you're going to be stronger. But guess why? You're becoming stronger. Guess why he's testing and making you stronger? Because the next challenge is going to be bigger. So you have to get stronger. If he picks you up and puts you on the other side of your problem, now you're on the other side of your problem, but you're still weak. So if he picks you up and puts you on the other side of your problem and you're still weak and you weren't strong enough to get through this problem, you're definitely not going to be strong enough to get through the next. So he can't pick you up and put you on the other side of your problem. He can strengthen you and encourage you to get through your problem so that you're strengthening yourself, you're strengthening your faith, you're strengthening your trust in him as you get through the other side. And now when you see a bigger devil, you see a bigger obstacle, you see a bigger problem, then you know this too 
I'm strong enough to overcome chances or I had a hand in causing this to happen in my life. So that means I have a responsibility to take steps to overcome it in my life. So hopefully, guys, this wasn't uh, too heavy for you. I appreciate the feedback. Sounds like we had a good, good conversation this morning. Again, these are all lectures for myself, man. I'm telling myself that there is no generational curses in my life. I'm telling myself that poverty is not a generational curse. Poverty is a, uh, is a an issue of circumstances, of having a predisposition to doing negative things with money. And I'm going to overcome that by removing myself from that negative situation, by removing myself from those negative people, by changing the way I speak about money. I am wealthy. I am prosperous. I have the power to change. Everything is different because of what I'm doing. So the generational curse of poverty ends with me. So thank you guys for receiving this. Um, got some very special guests coming up for you guys in the next couple of days. Can't wait for you to hear from this couple. Uh, I'm starting my series on power couples. And I've got a young power couple coming to the show in a couple of days, man, you guys are going to be. So tomorrow they're not coming, but Thursday they will be here. Uh, so tomorrow I haven't decided what we'll talk about. So as I go through my day, I'll see, uh, you know, what pops up and what, what comes, what I need, what lessons I need to learn. And I get you guys will get to hear me teach that lesson to myself tomorrow. But Thursday, I've got a killer guest coming on I'm starting a series called Power Couples. Right. I, I, that's not what it's going to be called, but it's going to feature a power couple. Right. And you guys are going to be, to be able to learn from this husband and wife team, how they make everything work together, uh, how they 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 are entrepreneurs and they're grinding. They've got a kid. They're raising families. Some of you guys are in this boat and it would be good for you to hear from somebody who's successful in business and in marriage and as parents and as, you know, you know, you know citizens and all that good stuff. So super, super excited about the opportunity to present them to you guys uh, coming up on Thursday. Um, so today's show is brought to you by Project 1000. Of course, if you want to know more about Project 1000, you're serious about changing your financial conditions, then you have to change uh, the way you think and see and react when it comes to money. And Project 1000 will help you with that. Also brought to you by Solid Foundation Athletic Academy. If you're in the St. Louis area, you got young athletes that want to learn how to train uh, like a pro, then SolidFoundationAthletics.com. So, until tomorrow, I'm your man, H. Cortez, the one and only financial health mentor to the working class. I want you to get your money up because you absolutely can do it. Peace out, people.